Amen. God bless you. You can make your way back to your seats, and actually you may go ahead and be seated. Please uh, turn my iPad on. I want to talk to you tonight. It's all about the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. Reminds you the word kingdom, according to Strong's dictionary, means properly it means royalty. Abstractly, it is a rule. Concretely, it is a realm, literally or figuratively. So we, it's, it's about the kingdom. I have to be honest with you, as the last several weeks and I guess even months, as I have studied along these lines, I did not realize uh, how much that word kingdom, you find it throughout the New Testament. It's all about the kingdom. You and I are called to be vicegerents for the kingdom. I found that, yes, that's powerful, isn't it? Came across that term years, a couple years ago and remembered it. Preparation. We are vicegerents. A vicegerent, glad you asked. It is an officer appointed as deputy by and to a sovereign or supreme chief. It is a deputy general. A deputy is somebody that acts on behalf of someone else. They represent. Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians 5 and 20. I, now, there, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are representatives of Christ. As though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled to God. We are representatives of. We are manifestors of. We are, we are models of. We are examples of the kingdom of God. Somehow, we, we need to make sure, and I, I, there may be a few of you that have it, but I, I, think of, I think most of us, and myself included in that, I think oftentimes we lack the, the significance of the revelation of what we are. See, most of us, we are church members. But in, in my opening here tonight, and it's not really fully where I'm going, but just as the foundation, somehow we got to realize I am not just a member of a church, or I am not just a member of Antioch, but I, I'm a vicegerent, I'm an ambassador, I am a representative of the kingdom of God, and I have been commissioned in Christ's stead, by God, in Christ's stead, to beseech you, to beseech others to be reconciled unto God. I, I am a member of Severna Park Racquetball Club and Fitness Center. I pay monthly dues to be a member. But I pay to get... 
I simply pay to get. I do not pay so that my life revolves around that. I do not pay for, for what I can give. I pay for what I get. So it's, I am a member based on what I get. I, I, I play three mornings a week. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I play in a league. And, and, and I play at 6 a.m. I am not a morning person. You want to know how much I enjoy playing racquetball? I play at 6. That answers the question. I, I, I hate mornings. I am not a morning. I'm not a lazy person, but I'm not a morning person. And some of you that just happen to be an early riser by nature, don't make the rest of us feel like we are something wrong because we don't like to get up at the crack of dawn when you do. I'm not a night person either. I have trouble getting up and I have trouble staying awake, so I'm neither one. <laughs> Sit me down about 9, 9.30 at night, I'm gone. <laughs> and so every now and then, the person I'm supposed to play will let me know they can't be there for some reason. And you know what I do, Brother Jolin? Most nights, most days when that happens, I decide... I am still going to go in the morning. And I'm going to just exercise and work out. Don't laugh at me, Brother Brenner. Because when that obligation's not there, it's serving me. There's some guys there, I know Brother Brenner's one of those guys. They don't have any obligation duty. They don't have any commitment to meet anybody there. And they're faithfully every morning. I, there's, there's a flaw in my nature. <laughs> With the obligation, I can do it. Without it, I fail miserably. I, I pay for what I get. Can I tell you tonight, and this is the Thursday night crew, that if anybody does this, it's probably you. Tithing and offerings, but especially tithing, is not your membership fee to the church. It is not the dues you pay so you're in the club. And it's not the dues you pay so when you decide you want something or need something, you call. My tithing is not my membership fees. It's what I do as a demonstration of my relationship and my obedience to God. And so I, I, am a, I, am, I am a member at that fitness center. Now we say we're members here, but if I could change the context or change the word, I, I'm a member there, but I am a part here. I'm a member there, but I'm a part here. I don't represent them. They've never called me and will never call me asking to use my photo to be an example for the effectiveness of Severna Park Racquetball and Fitness Center. Won't happen. I'm not a representative of them. I'm just a paying member. And at the point I decide I don't want to do it anymore or I can't afford it, I just stop. Because I'm just a member. It's not my life. It's not, doesn't define who I am. But this is different. This isn't what I do. This is who I am. 
I don't wake up on Sunday morning and decide, well, I don't have to preach today, so I think I'll just skip out. I, I, that, this is my life. This is, I am a representative, and, 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 and obviously I am a representative by the words that I speak and the witness that I am with my words, but I'm also a representative of the kingdom in a lot of other ways. I'm a representative of the kingdom when I sit around some mornings and hear some of those guys Talk about how horrible it is to be married. I am a representative of the kingdom because I think marriage is an awesome thing when God is in control and God's blessing. I'm a representative when I sit and listen to some of those guys talk about you know, how horrible the teenage years are and kids lose their mind and they become devils. I'm a representative when I can sit there and say, you know what, that's odd because I got some kids that they're, they've made it almost through teen years that haven't turned into devils. I am a representative. I, I think the problem is the world is used to a bunch of church members. The world knows what church members are, everybody. Even if you don't go, most Americans that are born and raised in America have a church. Go door knocking. like to invite you to come to my church. Oh, sorry, I already have my church. Oh, really? How often do you go? Well, I'm... Christmas and Easter. But it's my church. See, the world has an understanding or a perception that being a church member doesn't necessarily have to impact and affect your life. But I'm not just a church member. I am a part of a kingdom. I'm a part of a realm. And being a part of that realm, I am a representative of the king of that realm, of that kingdom. God, help us somehow to give a revelation of the significance of what we are. We are members of the body. Want to talk about membership? Yeah, we're members of the body. As a member of Severna Park Racquetball Club, as long as I pay my money, really they don't care if I show up or not. In fact, they'd probably rather me pay my money and not show up because I'm using a little bit less of their energy, their water, whatever, and I'm just giving them an offering. If I don't show up, I am not affecting what goes on there. If I don't do my part, if I don't go there tomorrow morning, I am not impacting that place at all. Just pay my money. But you know what? We are, we are a body. Oh, I know, I know. It's so much, it's so beyond reason and comprehension to think that you would be sitting here right now wondering, I wonder where Pastor Wright is tonight. I mean, it's 7.20, we should have been going by now. Where, where's he? See, it's a, it's a given. It's a given that I will be here on Thursday night unless I'm out of town or sick. It's a given. Because I am, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the second senior member of the, of the club. I'm the secretary treasurer. The president, he, you know, he's out traveling and stuff. So I'm the, well, he'll be here. Maybe it'd be worth doing one time. Just, just not let, let's not show, see what happens. 
Because as a member, if I don't show, the body can't properly function. But if what the Bible says is true, either we believe it or not, and if what the Bible says is true, whether you ever stand here and do what I'm doing or not, or if you're just some nobody, if you've been baptized into the body of Christ, you are now a member. And so when you don't do your part, the body can't function to the fullest. I, I, I'm not this hidden. I don't think this is coming out the way I'm trying to get it out because my, 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 my zeal tonight is not rebuke and reprove. My zeal is trying to somehow get across to, to us to realize, to really realize what we are. You and I are living representations of the King. We have been dispatched with authority. The Sovereign has commissioned us to act on His behalf, to represent Him, to do business on His behalf just a church member not just a saint I am a part of the kingdom the realm the spiritual realm this realm that the church has been commissioned to establish I am a part of that realm so let me get to what I really have for tonight it was just my uh, introduction. I, the kingdom is at the beginning and at the end of Jesus' ministry. It was the kingdom. Matthew 3, 2, this is, this is John speaking. But John saying, and he's about to introduce Jesus, repent. Why? Because the kingdom, the kingdom is at hand. It's here. The kingdom. And so you got to repent to get ready to be in the kingdom, but the kingdom, not a church, not, we're not about to launch a new religious endeavor. We're not about to try to start a new organization. The kingdom, the eternal kingdom is at hand. Get ready so that you can be a part of the kingdom. So, so that was the beginning, and then Jesus comes and He's baptized and all, but, but that, it starts as John declaring the kingdom is at hand. And then look at what Acts chapter 1 says, beginning with verse number 1, The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Sorry, I'm kind of in a preaching mode. I need to slow down. Thursday night, calm, teaching until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Now look at what verse 3 says. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, demonstrating to them, I am he, I'm the one, I'm alive, it really is me. Being seen of them forty days, Look at what the last thing says, last part of this verse. Speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. John says, repent, get ready, because the kingdom is here. 
Jesus, in his final words, his final focus was speaking to them the things pertaining, the things about, the things related to the kingdom. He was, he was giving them the, the last minute locker room talk. It's not uncommon in a, in a, in a, in a basketball game. You, you, you come out and the team comes out, whether high school, college, professional, the team comes out, they do their warm-ups, they do some drills, they get loosened up, but then they go back to the locker room. And the coach goes over a couple of last-minute key things for the game. A last couple of last-minute important reminders, points, strategies for the game so that when they go out, that's what's fresh on their mind. Jesus, in the last few days, is making sure these guys that He's about to leave it with have the things about the kingdom settled. Got got an understanding of what their responsibility is. Got an understanding of what they're about to be doing and what their focus is and how to get it done. And so he spends that last time talking about things of the kingdom. Not saying his final goodbyes. Not just hang, not, not crossing off his bucket list. <laughs> I'm about to leave this place, going back to where I came from. Let me, let me, you know, let's get a couple more things and no, I gotta make sure that you guys know the kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom. I want you manifesting the kingdom. I want you being the kingdom. I want you demonstrating the kingdom. I want you acting on behalf of the kingdom. I don't want you just showing up to religious meetings and going through religious activities and religious motions and just putting in your time out of duty and obligation. But I want you to get what it is I am investing in you. I want you to get what it is I am imparting to you so that when I'm gone, greater works than I did shall you do. Paul, same thing, end of Acts chapter 28, verse 30. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him. Preaching what? The kingdom of God. How much of what we preach is about us? How much of our focus of preaching and ministry today in in Christianity is about us? Feel better, think better, look better, make more money, drive nicer cars, wear nicer, live in... Now, Paul, in those, those last two years, is that what it said? Two years. What I get from that is after all those letters he wrote and all the things he said that had stuff in there about personal, individual things that we need to know and understand in our walk with God, he gives the last little bit of focusing on making sure those that he was able to impact understood the kingdom understood that what their job was was to continue expanding and growing the kingdom. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Communicating, the, communicating those things about the kingdom and about Jesus Christ because you can't separate Jesus Christ from the kingdom he came to establish. Pray you in Christ's stead. 
we pray in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled. We're not out on a campaign just trying to, 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 to add members to a human organization, to a human organism. That's not our job. That's not our calling. That's not our purpose. Adam Barnes notes and Adam Clark with regards to the phrase pertaining to the kingdom in Acts 1 and 3. The meaning is Jesus gave them instructions about the organization spread and edification of His church. Adam Clark, whatever concern the doctrine, discipline, and establishment of the Christian church. That was His focus at the end. Making sure. Reinforcing, reestablishing those things that have already been communicated to make sure that when I'm gone, you ever you ever gone away on vacation and left somebody to to stay at your house, your place of residence, or to at least stop by, and you and you, you know. I need you to make sure this, this, and this. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, you're calling them or texting them. Now, don't forget this, this, and this. And make sure you check that now. And make sure you check this. And the person finally is like, would you please leave me alone? I will do it. <laughs> Jesus, I got, I got a little bit of time left to be here with you in the form I'm in. And so I just got to make sure that everything I've done the last three years is not wasted because it wasn't about the 12 of us and a few others just having a nice little time together for a couple of years. But what we were doing was laying a foundation. We were starting something that is intended to go on and on for there to be no limit to the increase. Isaiah 9 and 7, the increase of His government will be what? No end. It doesn't stop. It doesn't cease. It doesn't, it doesn't reach its max. There is no end. And now you and I have been given the opportunity to be participants in establishing the kingdom. See, I think in a different way, this is really what Jesus was saying in Matthew 16 and 18 when He says to Peter, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church upon this rock. What's the word church mean? It's the called out ones. Called out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. I'm building my church, my kingdom. I am establishing my kingdom. And I am calling those that have been in the kingdom of darkness to come into the kingdom of light. And for you to be able to do that, I got something to give you. I'm giving you keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Keys, keys can, can represent a lot of things, but, but, but one thing a key can represent is it, it's access. Access to what I need. I, I, I got an office downstairs and, and there's certain things if I needed them right now, this provides me the access to get them. 
What, what would you think of me if I was standing, if you pass by and I'm standing down at my office door and, I, and I'm trying to turn the knob and it's locked and I'm trying to pull and it won't come open and it's locked and I'm frustrated and I, well, what are you trying to do, brother, right? Well, I'm trying to get in my office. Well, don't you have a key to your office? Well, yeah. Oh, is it? did you leave it somewhere? No, it's right here. But I'm trying to get in. I wonder how many, how many keys to things that you and I have sitting in our pocket because I'm just working hard to be a good church member. I'm, I'm working hard to be faithful to church, not realizing I've been invited to be a part of something more than just coming to a church. And, 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 and the amazing thing is, he says, not only am I going to build my church and you're going to be participants in it, but I am going to provide you. I'm going to provide you what it is you need to, to, to accomplish what I'm inviting you to be a part of. I'm not asking you to do something and then tell you, go figure it out. Go do your best to get everything necessary to, to accomplish it. No, here's what I'm calling you to do. Here's what I want you to do. And, and, and not only am I going to provide you the resources, I'm giving you the keys. Then he even goes beyond that. I'm not just going to be with you while you do it. I'm going to go a step farther and I'm going to get in you. And if you'll just let me work in you and through you, I'll let you help me establish my deal. I've been, I'm 43 years old. I, I was in church for the first time within a couple, within, I think a week at the very most of being born. This is all I've known. This is, this, this is what I've always known. Pentecostal, apostolic. It's my life. It's, it, it's what I've experienced. And yet as I've been studying the last couple of weeks, for me personally, I've been going, I, I, I I'm not sure my, my, my vision has been as great as it needs to be. My understanding and my revelation. My job as senior pastor and my role here, I'm not just the manager of some corporation. I'm not just the officer of some, of some business. But I've been entrusted with some responsibilities that are ultimately a part of building His kingdom. That's one of the reasons why we can never be satisfied with just trying to reach this world immediately around us. But we need to be involved outside of our counties, outside of our state, outside of our nation and around the world. Because it's His kingdom and it's a worldwide kingdom. Some of you have never had this privilege and opportunity and, 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 and you may never and, and, but, but I, I just have to tell you, it's, it's an amazing thing to, to drive into some poverty stricken little village in a, in a nation in Africa and walk into a church building with dirt floors and, 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 and put together pews that are nothing more than, a, than some logs or some old lumber that's been stacked in place and there's, there's no electricity and there's no, there's no, there, there's nothing there that we are used to. And, and in just a matter of moments, you stand there in the middle of nowhere seeming. Nobody seems to know where you are. And, and if you needed something, you're in trouble because you're all by yourself. And all of a sudden, the same thing you and I feel and sense here is the same thing there. 
to be in the village in the interior of the Amazon where you can't speak everybody's language and, 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 and none of the modern conveniences of life are there and, and electricity runs two times a day on a generator for about an hour and that's it and you bathe in a, in a, with, a, with a coconut shell out of a bucket of water and, and, and I mean, that, that, and, and yet you walk into the presence of God and two or three gather together in His name and He's not, not some version of God but the same God. I gotta tell you, that's pretty amazing. I've eaten in, in McDonald's in a lot of different countries, and I gotta tell you, it don't always taste the same there as it does here. It's usually close enough that compared to other stuff available, it's a great option. But there have been some times that cheeseburger and those fries didn't taste like the ones I have here. But when it comes to this, it's not a duplicate, it's not a copy, it's not an imitation. But the same God... Does anybody really understand how big, how awesome, how wonderful what you and I have been given the privilege to be a part of, how great it is? Wow. I don't know about you, but I look in the mirror every day and think, you, know, you don't deserve any of it. Don't deserve any of it. It has nothing to do with what I've done, with what I deserve, with what I have earned. It has nothing but, but the grace of God reached down. And maybe I was born and raised in the home of a preacher. So be it. But God reached down to me and said, I want you to be involved. I, I want to offer you this. I want you to be a participant in this. You know why people get tired of coming to church? Because they're just a member. How do you get tired of being a representative of the king? How do you get tired of acting on the king's behalf? How do you get tired of being, uh, being involved in manifesting who he is and what he is? How do you get tired of that? Oh my God, help us, Jesus. We, 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 we lose our perspective on all of this and it, it becomes a drudgery and it becomes a, it becomes a ritual and it becomes a habit and it becomes that partly because the enemy knows if he can get us to have that perception and that feeling and that attitude, then he knows we're not manifesting the kingdom. We're not demonstrating the power and the authority and the ability of the king. Let, let, let me, let me, I was going to do this later. Let, let me just, let me, let me tell you, I, I guess it can stay up there. Let, let me tell you about this. Don't read all my notes. Let me tell you about this kingdom. Let me tell you about this kingdom. This is, this is from Sister Zenobia Williams. She sent this a couple of days last week, correct? Last week, week ago. God is so good to me. Let me tell you about a crisis God spared me from on Thursday. I didn't sleep well at all Wednesday night. I tossed and turned all night. The last time I looked at the clock, it was 4.50. The alarm was set for 6.30. Naturally, I was very groggy waking up, but proceeded with my normal routine of taking my meds, waking the kids up, blah, blah. I was about to leave home about 7.30, but stopped before walking out of the house because I forgot to take my meds, so I took them. 
As soon as I did, I felt a lump in my throat. It was the same lump that I felt about an hour earlier. I froze. Now I take some very powerful medication, one of which I'm supposed to handle with plastic gloves. These drugs are, and I do have permission to share this, so these drugs are very potent and must be taken exactly as prescribed. My God, how could I be so careless? I immediately called poison control because I knew I was in big trouble. The lady listened to my predicament and put me on hold. She came back and said, Honey, I need you to get to an ER within 30 minutes or call an ambulance because a series of events is about to happen and there is nothing you can do to stop it. If you're not in the kingdom. (laughs) I panicked. I called Carlos screaming for him to come home. My kids were freaking out, crying, and very scared because they have never seen me like that. I was rushed to the ER and immediately ushered back. A team of people surrounded me and flurry of activity began. It was, a, it was intense and, atten- and attending two resident nurses, etc. I was hooked up and they were ready. Let me stop and say that through this cancer journey over the past four years, I can honestly say I have not been scared or felt overly anxious about anything. Not my diagnosis, not my treatment, not my prognosis. I've heard people say I was in denial or refusing to come to terms with what's happening to me. But truth is, God has so gently enveloped me with an unexplainable peace and so graciously sheltered me from the emotional and mental turmoil that may be considered normal for some in my situation. But for the first time in four years, I was absolutely terrified. The symptoms that began to unravel while on my way to the hospital, I felt in my gut that that this was not going to turn out well, that this crisis was going to be the turning point in my journey. I was scared. So in the ER, the plan was to wait for the the drug interaction reaction to begin. We waited and waited and waited. Nothing happened. Everyone was waiting for the reaction to start. No one left the room, but still, nothing happened. A bit baffled, but still confident enough to, but not confident enough to leave me for a moment. We all waited and waited and waited. Nothing happened. Staff began chit-chatting with me and each other almost forgetting why we were there in the first place. They continued to monitor my vitals. Nothing happened. An hour went past, two, three, which they believed would be the most critical. That peak hour came and went, fourth, fifth, sixth, nothing, nothing, nothing happened. Eventually, the intending physician came in and said, well, I would say that you've come out of the woods, but it appears there were no woods after all. We are in this world. But we are not of this world. I live in this world. But I am not under the same government and authority and rules of this world. I've got another king. And that king says, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Hallelujah. Well, this one was going to be later too, but why not? Permission to share this has been granted as well. This is from Sister Sarah Bray. Hello, Pastor. I wanted to share my testimony from Sunday night with you. I have had two concussions in my childhood, and as a result, I have had tinnitus and hearing loss. I've struggled with these issues since I was 17 years old, but I've learned to cope. 
On Sunday night, you called for people with physical issues to come down front and be prayed for because the water is troubled. I was not going to go down, but my dad encouraged me to, and I thought, why not? I went down front and prayed for a little, then I started to let my faith rise and begin praising God. Then I felt someone put their hand on my head, and it was like someone turned the dial on a stereo to maximum, and everything got louder. I was shocked. I didn't say anything at first because I wanted to see if it actually happened or if I imagined it. I found a quiet place and I realized that the tinnitus was completely gone. It hasn't come back in the day since. I usually have to ask people to repeat themselves multiple times a day because I can't hear what they say, but I have not had to say what or can you repeat that a single time since Sunday night. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are not simply members of an apostolic church attempting to recruit more members of an apostolic church. We are members of the kingdom of God commissioned to represent that kingdom. So when I participate in the manner of prayer that I was instructed to pray, and I pray thy kingdom come, I'm not just talking about some just 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 words. I'm not just repeating some words. I, 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 I'm not just talking about some imaginary thing, something that sounds good. But when I pray that and I request that, what I am doing is inviting Him to show up in my world and manifest Yourself in my world. Oh, Jesus. I got a whole lot more of these notes tonight, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm quitting. Maybe come back to them next week. I know it's Monday night, I know it's teaching, training, and we don't normally necessarily whatever, but I, I just believe the presence of the Lord is in this place right now. And I think we just need to take a few moments and respond. And somebody needs to allow the Spirit of God to, to get deep in your spirit right now. Let there be some revelation that comes to you tonight. That you can start to see who you are and what you are when you walk into work tomorrow. You're not just a Christian. You're not just an apostolic. But you are an ambassador. You are a representative. You have been commissioned. You have been empowered. You have been equipped to be a part of the kingdom and manifest the kingdom. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, help us tonight. Give us revelation and understanding of what it is you have invited us to be a part of, of what you have equipped us to be a part of. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Give us the faith, God, to use the keys that you have given us. The access, the authority, the tools that you've given us.
In the name of Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus, I take dominion and authority over every lie of the enemy tonight that wars against the minds of your people that tries to intimidate us, that tries to silence us, that tries to cause us to feel insignificant and unimportant when we are actually been commissioned to represent you, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come in this church. Your kingdom come in the lives of the people of this church. Let your power, let your glory be manifested in us corporately and in our lives individually. God, let your kingdom be demonstrated through us to this world in Jesus' name. Your kingdom come, your kingdom come, your kingdom come in our homes, your kingdom come in our neighborhoods, your kingdom come in our extended families, your kingdom come in the workplace, on the college campus, in the school, in the mall, in the restaurant. Your kingdom come, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let those things pertaining to the kingdom be established and solidified in our lives that we might be participants in the kingdom, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Ushers, if you'll get ready, Sister Trish, if you'll come. Go back and, as I quit to what I taught last week, the will of God. Obviously part of the context of what I'm teaching tonight is about spiritual manifestation and demonstration. Like I said last week with regards to the will of God, not having, 
not being something mystical, spooky, whatever. Me bringing, representing, manifesting the kingdom of God. It's not all about talking in tongues. It's not all about just intercessory prayer. It's not all about our worship and our praise. When I become the best worker on my job, I'm manifesting the kingdom. Oh, y'all got quiet on me now. When I become the best employer, employer or employee, I'm manifesting the kingdom. When I treat the server at the restaurant kind, even when she totally messed up my order. When I still give a good tip, even when I got poor service. I'm manifesting the kingdom. Oh, we like the, we all like the who stole the key to my Honda. We like all that manifesting. Moving in the gifts manifesting. We, we like that, but the, the kingdom gets manifested in a lot of ways. A lot of ways. There is the spiritual component, no doubt. And we need the spiritual component to happen in 2015. In some ways, more than ever before. Because we got a cynical, skeptical world that needs some infallible proofs. We also need a we got a world that needs to see some people that live it on a daily normal common way you and I have been invited in to his kingdom and not just to be servants in that kingdom but to be representatives of the King. Praise God. I'm not offering you my notes because there's more in there that I haven't shared yet. So don't email me. Praise God. You, ushers are already ready. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm losing track. Let me a couple of announcements here. So actually, I have a uh, two prayer requests. First, if you would stand with me, we'll do that and then we will do the announcements want us to pray again tonight for brother Ron Richards he's, uh, has had some progress in the stuff he's dealing with but still some difficulties and things so want us to pray for brother Richards tonight and then also receive word uh, right before service basically this evening uh, Raven Toms brother Jonathan Toms is uh, Brother Sister Tom's daughter uh, had hot tea spill on her, and she's got first and second degree burns. So uh, we want to pray for Brother Richards and for Raven right now. Would you join me, Father? We come before you on behalf of these needs, God, in Jesus' name. I thank you for your healing power that's already working in Brother Richards. I pray, God, that it would continue that the recovery, the healing and recovery would be miraculous, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, right now, let it, let it work. Let Your kingdom be manifested in Brother Richards right now, Lord. In Jesus' name.
God, I pray that you would touch Raven right now in the name of Jesus. That you would bring supernatural healing, Lord, to these wounds. In the name of Jesus Christ, that by the power of your Spirit, Lord, you would bring healing and wholeness to her. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, by the power of your Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment. Uh, we are, um, well, first off, Impact UMD presents the Great Encounter this weekend. They're in need of help with outreach tomorrow and Saturday. If you have any time and availability, would like to help out, Brother Mike McGurk or Sister Samantha Solovyev can be contacted for more information about how to go about that. Uh, we also need, a, a, we could get about six more guys Saturday morning at 9 to finish up uh, from what was done last Saturday, meeting Brother Allen here at 9 a.m. We've got about six guys. We should be able to finish it up and get everything uh, looking good, not only for Easter Sunday, but beyond that for the spring. So please, brethren, if you're able, uh, your help is needed, uh, especially some brethren and, and getting the mulch put out and things like that. Um, Sunday is Easter Sunday. One more time, I encourage you to try to bring somebody with you to church Sunday. Bring a guest, visitor, friend, family member, or find a good enemy somewhere and bring them with you as well. Bring somebody to church Sunday and then Sunday night. We will not have service, giving you some extra time to relax and fellowship if that's what you do on Easter Sunday afternoon. Uh, so no church Sunday evening. Also want to mention something to you tonight. Um, on, on Thursday evening, April 16th, a couple, two weeks away, I think, Thursday evening, April 16th, we will not be having Antioch U. Uh, we will start off with more of a regular service, and then we are, um, we are going to have a leadership meeting for all of those that are involved in leadership at Antioch, whatever capacity, we are going to have a meeting. So those... Uh, depending on uh, whether the leadership group is larger or those that are not in leadership is larger, one group will remain here in the auditorium. The other group will go down to the chapel. Um, and uh, I will be uh, meeting with leadership and someone else will be uh, teaching and ministering to those that are uh, not yet in leadership. So we need to go over some things, remind you of some things, communicate some things. Rather than trying to find another time, another evening or day to do that, we are just going to incorporate when we are already here and uh, be able to accomplish that. So, we do have Antioch U tonight, so uh, just a moment I'm going to pray. Ushers are going to come, asking you to come bring your offering. Once you've given your offering, if you are remaining in the auditorium, please move to the front half of the auditorium. If you are in a class, Antioch U class, Please make your way downstairs as quickly as possible so classes can get going. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you so much for the privilege and opportunity to be together, to fellowship, worship together, hear from you, your spirit. Equip us, help us to mature, to become everything you want us to be. Now I pray, God, for this offering. I pray that you would move upon the hearts of your people tonight, that you would give us the sensitivity to the prompting of your spirit to be participants, cheerful participants in your kingdom, your work. 
bless this offering. Use it for the work of your kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Would you stand, bring your offering, and then make your way to the appropriate place.